Phoenix Horizons Theater. people are, sorry, I'm a little winded, uh, are able to participate in this reading tonight. There's a few people that I do need to thank. Um, I'm, I'm honored to be selected uh, by UCB Theater's LA Playwrights Horizons program. <laughs> Over 8,000 established playwrights submit their work each year. <laughs> and UCP, UCB and PHP's Panel of judges select only one winner, <laughs> and I was that winner. So I feel incredibly uh, fortunate. Um, this program's connected me with funding from a variety of grants. <laughs> I have to mention the PBS True American Visionary Grant, uh, the KQED Singularly Brilliant Mind Grant Program, <laughs> the Scientology Celebrity Center. <laughs> Celebrity Advancement Grant, and the icing on the cake was I, I actually got a Yale School of Drama honorary degree, so, um, just based off my submission, and it's just, it's truly humbling, um, and you know, without these grants and funds, it would have been incredibly hard to write this play. Um, so I'm very excited to share with you tonight a piece of this play, which is a drama entitled Rain's coming in. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> it's about a family in a small town, but it's about all of us. <laughs> it's about dreams, goals, love, resentment, adulation, bitterness, jealousy, addiction, boredom, <laughs> intimacy, and of course, Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, I hope you'll see yourself in this play and that it will hold a mirror up to your own faults. <laughs> and that's any artist's humble hope, I think. Uh, this is a work in progress, so I want to thank you in advance for being part of its genesis and hopefully evolution. Um, we're still taking critiques on the play and listening to feedback. Um, actually, part of the deal with my interlocking grants and funding <laughs> is that I'm lucky enough to receive almost weekly critiques. Um, which, you know, have been anything ranging from this is a masterwork, but pace it up, um, to this play is tirelessly meandering. Um, and there's also been some negative ones. <laughs> People have said, what's the point? Uh, I don't get any message from this. It feels endless, etc. So if you have any kinds of thoughts, you know, um, kind of lock them in, uh, hold on to them. There's going to be a Q&A after the reading uh, with myself and my talented group of actors. Um, so please, um, you know, just during the whole play, just be thinking about your own questions. <laughs> know that the Q&A is not limited to writing. Um, my actors will welcome any questions about their process, how they approach a scene, um, how they interpret text and subtext, uh, how they build a character, how they warm up, how they cool down. 
um, right on down just to like a favorite snack and do they get along with their parents. <laughs> so without further ado, I'd like to bring out my actors. It's a wonderful group of people, incredible talents that I am so lucky to have gotten. Um, please applaud after each name equally. <laughs> and actually, before I bring them out, I hope this isn't embarrassing, but we're very exciting, very excited tonight that uh, Tennessee Williams' granddaughter is here. Um, so thank you for coming. <laughs> we're just honored that you're able to make it. Um, and originally, this was kind of written and conceived as a one-woman show, but I decided to. <laughs> Um, in the part of Terry Ann, Kate Berlant. <laughs> Reading the part of Cooper, actor John Early. <laughs> Evangeline will be played by Zosha Rokamore. Esther Pavitsky, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> CB will be played by Emily Spivey. <laughs> Buck will be played by Yasser Lester. <laughs> of Daddy's Ghost will be played by Moshe Kasher. Thank you. And of course, uh, Dave King will be reading all the stage directions tonight. We ready? Yes. Rain's Coming In, a rural family drama by Chelsea Peretti. Yes. We open on Mama Jean's family home in a rural suburb. Worn cafe curtains hang from the windows. There's a screen door with a hole in the screen. There's a couch with a messy blanket on it. There's a dining table with a bouquet of old flowers. A mug of steaming hot tea sits on the table. The room is empty. There is a sound of thunder and a flash of lightning through the windows. Footsteps of slippers. Mama Jean enters shivering in a robe, smoking a skinny cigarette. She sits at the table and opens a newspaper and thumps it with her hand. She turns the page then thumps the next page. She turns the page, then thumps the next page. Mama! Cooper emerges from the messy blanket on the couch with a faux hawk that would have been cool 10 years ago and stiff bedazzled jeans. She thumps another page. Mama, I cannot take you humping through another paper's headlines today. 
Just what exactly are you always searching for in there? Let me alone, Cooper. <laughs> I'll tell you what you're looking for. A new way to be miserable. My God, Mama. Clinging to the morbidity of the news day in and day out. And you're sitting right there watching me. Now, which is worse? Humph! <laughs> Cooper, leave your mama alone and let me read my paper. You can instruct me on how to live once you get off that couch and out from under that blanket you've been living in the last eight years since the accident. <laughs> Take a bath and put some clothes on, Cooper. Mama, you yourself are wearing a sleeping robe in this very instance. <laughs> it's French. A French robe is still a robe, Mama. The Frenchness don't make it out of wear. Cooper, you're drunk. You are too, Mama. So don't you dare. She is. They are. They make drunk eye contact for a moment. Little Lily May enters from the kitchen. You leave Mama alone. She's doing her best, Cooper. Listen to you, Lily May, Mama's little lapdog. Now, just because she's small, don't make her a lapdog. <laughs> That's right. It sounded like you just went, yap, yap. Crash. The sound of thunder and lightning causes them all to look towards the windows. Sky is dark. The lights flicker. Rain's coming in. <laughs> All you ever do is pick on everyone, Cooper, because you got the hard heart. It ain't our fault you got a drink to get through the day. An hour, a minute, a second. Wow, Lily Mae, you've really memorized your units of time measurement. <laughs> Would you listen to all you squeaking and squawking just like old times? Terry Aon, in glamorous city clothes, <laughs> standing on the other side of the screen door, holding a newspaper over her head. They all rush over to open the screen door. Huh. Sounds like a cartoon in here. Well, let me help you with the door now. It's starting to rain here. Really big out there. <laughs> big old drops the size of gumballs. My goodness, you look incredible. My first child, come in here, sit down beside me. Let someone get you a water well. Put your bags down, Terry Ann. Cat got your tongue? Talk to us. How's New York City? How's advertising? What do city folk act like? Why you been gone so long? You don't think you're better than us now, do you? <laughs> no, no, not better, just uh, different. Oh? <laughs> different like how? Like, how do you mean, Terry Ann? Like, in a good way or a bad way? What's different? Yeah, how do you mean, Terry Ann? Oh, I don't know. Y'all are putting me on the spot, Lord. <laughs> I've been traveling all day, and I'm not ready to make a speech. <laughs> I do enough of that in my advertising company. <laughs> I need to lay down a minute and put a hot washcloth on my face for a good solid 20 minutes. <laughs> Take some of this rain chill out of me. Hey! I bought y'all an espresso machine. She pulls a small Nespresso machine out of her bag. Ah, plug it in, Mama. Can she plug it in? I don't see why not. 
Maybe because she's gonna blast out all the electrical with this Nespresso when we have a perfectly good coffee maker that's worked just fine for the last umpteen years. Oh, just wait, Cooper. Wait till you see how fast it makes a cup of java. And it's quiet as hell. You'll never want to brew up a pot again. It can make big cups or small cups. Or medium cups, too. You choose the size by pressing a button. You can tell how big the cup is by how big the cup is on the button. You haven't mentioned the taste, not even once. <laughs> because it tastes like saving time, Coop. <laughs> That's important in New York City and other big cities as well. It tastes like not standing over a stove every morning or waiting on a coffee maker for an entire pot of coffee when all you want is the one cup. Your pick-me-up should drain you of energy, Cooper, okay? Defeats the whole point. Well, Daddy would be rolling in his grave as much as he loved coffee. If we knew where his body was and had been able to bury him, that is. Daddy's ghost is projected onto a wall above everyone's heads. No one can see him. I'm over in the cornfield. Over by the shutdown mine. You can find my body there. Fell into a mine shaft looking for a place to fish. Oh, I miss y'all like crazy. But Terry Ann, you need to ditch that newfangled Nespresso and keep coffee how it's supposed to be. Aromatic, dark, and rich. If you want to get that kind of flavor, it takes time. Plain and simple. Yep, daddy would be rolling in his grave. Cooper, you take your daddy's damn name out of this. I'm sick of it. Mama Jean slaps Cooper across the face. <laughs> Mama, what the fuck? <laughs> she slaps him again. And don't you dare swear on top of blaspheming your father. You can't blaspheme your daddy. You can only blaspheme God. God damn it. Daddy's ghost slaps Cooper. <laughs> but he can't feel it. Cooper stomps to the couch and crawls back under his blanket, disappearing. Gosh, Cooper, why'd you have to go and start something? A silence. Terry Ann plugs in the Nespresso, fills it with water, inserts a pod, and presses a button. A whirring mechanical sound fills the house. And Terry Ann, you get that goddamn contraption out of here. It isn't that quiet because I can hear it. Oh, it is. It is quiet, Mama. No, it isn't. Mama Jean hurls the Nespresso through a window. The window breaks, but the Nespresso falls back into the house on the floor in a pile of glass. Oh, and this is why we can't have anything nice for ourselves or make any kind of progress in this world. Fear of Mama's tantrums. Why do you think I left this place? It's okay, Mama. Don't have one of your fits. It's all going to be okay. Let me rub your temples with hot oil, Mama. <laughs> That sounds like that would be all right. <laughs> of course it does. She's going to rub your temples with oil like your damn Cleopatra. <laughs> the screen door squeaks open, and there stands Evangeline, dressed practically, soaked in rain, standing on broken window glass, carrying bags of groceries, which she sets just inside the door, staring at the Nespresso machine. What in the hell is going on here? Oh, Evangeline! Same old, same old, I'm afraid. 
Mama's in the midst of having one of her fits. Well, Mama, can you please have it later in the year? I just carried this turkey four damn miles from the grocery. The last half mile in the rain to boot. That rain really came in. The mud is three feet deep. And we're all gonna eat this food together tomorrow, just like you told me, Mama, when you asked me to go pick it up. Now, I don't want to be sweeping up glass and taping up a window on top of it. But, you know, I will be the one to do it because no one else lifts a hand around here. Oh, let me help you. Come on, give me a hug. I missed you, Evangeline. Mm. They hug? It's a fancy-smelling perfume. Oh, I can get you some. <laughs> I get samples through the advertising agency that I work at. <laughs> you deserve something pretty. Will that be nice? <laughs> Plus, when it's free, it smells extra good. They share a warm, excited <laughs> laugh. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe you could come out there, too. We could be roommates. Why not? I mean it. They might have another job for you at the advertising agency where I work. You're a hard worker, and it's huge. Plus, those men have more money than they know what to do with. We all hate ads. <laughs> Don't kid yourself, Terry Ann. You're doing the demon's bidding. Cooper, stop it. It's such a nice idea. The two of them in New York City, taking on the world together. A pair of sisters with their heads on straight and their hearts in the right place. Can't you just let anyone have anything, Cooper? What has anyone ever let me have? I could have died on this couch years ago and no one would have ever noticed. And maybe you should die, you old sack of shit. <laughs> Woohoo! Is it ever coming down? Raindrops are hitting my hat like two by fours. Their neighbor, Buck, enters in a 10 gallon hat and a big belt buckle. He shakes his hat off outside the door. Buck, as I live and breathe. <laughs> okay. I thought you were staying up country forever. <laughs> Thought you were gonna get trampled by a horse or fall into a well or some shit. But now here you are, full on alive. I told y'all I had the gumption to make it anywhere. Listen, if you love the wild, the wild loves you back. It's a formula. That's all there is to it. And I got a bunch of real nice venison curing in the trunk. I'll give you some. It's got a magnificent chew to it. The real question is, is there a seat for old Buck at your Thanksgiving table? I sure would appreciate it. My mama ain't feeling good, and she'd like to rest up the next couple of days. I'm sorry, but no, there isn't, Buck. <laughs> we don't have enough food, and we don't have enough plates, and I refuse to eat on paper plates. Always have, and I always will. It's a class thing, nothing personal. Oh, hey, hey, don't mind her. Mama's in one of her moods. Mama, stop listening to us and go on and smoke your cigarettes out on the window. You know how that calms you down. Go on and smoke, Mama. That'll calm you. You've been home two minutes and already trying to run the place. Speaking in that condescending city voice like you pity me. Don't forget, I birthed you out of the dead center of my vagina. <laughs> Mama! Oh, don't act scandalized, Lily Mae. We all come from the same damn place. But I want y'all to listen and listen good. This old house, as many footsteps as y'all have taken in it, 
From when you was little tots on up to now, this house is my house. It was bought before you were ever born. I worked for it. Your daddy worked for it. As many bites of food as your greedy mouths have eaten in the kitchen or at this here table, it don't make it your kitchen and it don't make it your table. You see, it's all mine. So when someone waltzes in here asking for a seat at my table, I'll be the one to answer and y'all should fall silent. You don't even know what went into feeding y'all, keeping y'all clothed, drying your tears, putting band-aids on your cuts. It took a lot. It took a lot. It took a lot. <laughs> Mama Jean shuffles off in her slippers and ascends a staircase that leads to offstage as everyone watches her entire shuffling ascent. I do feel bad she had to feed us. Mm. <laughs> you kind of have to admire her. She's managed to create a home where there's never a dull moment, even in a town as dull as this one. Well, I best be pushing off toward home. But don't feel unwelcome on Mama's account. She's had a hard life, but she don't mean nothing by it. We'd love for you to be here with us. Oh, well, that's awful nice, but I don't want to ruffle any feathers. You won't be. We all love your company. Promise. Lily Mae, sounds like you're sweet on Buck. <laughs> Having decency may be a foreign to you, but not everyone's hearts are directly connected to their genitals. <laughs> Woo! She shoots, she scores. Ha <laughs> L-O-L. <laughs> Buck and Lily may laugh for a long time. Very damn funny. All this intrigue and drama y'all bring into the house is special, and I must admit, I'm quite entertained. It's a nice break from the simple life I live here out of my respectful devotion to our mama. But can someone help me with these groceries? I've been standing here just inside the door, surrounded by the food you'll all be eating tomorrow, hoping it would occur to someone. But it didn't. Sorry about the head trip you're on. I was just getting ready to vomit watching Lily Mae make fuck eyes at my friend Buck. No, I wasn't. Fucky, fucky, fuck eyes. All right, I really best be heading out. All right, well, do come back tomorrow, though, okay? I know we seem like a mess, so we'll have ourselves together by then. Feed you some turkey. There's a lot of love here, regardless of all the hate. It's plenty of turkey to go around, Buck. Well, I'll think about it. You know, sometimes Mama says she's under the weather, but then she feels better the next day. Plus, I don't want to inconvenience y'all. Oh, you should join us, Buck. We want you. I'll FaceTime you tonight and check in. Well, all right. <laughs> I'd like that. Buck tips his hat and exits. Ooh! The idea of y'all FaceTiming is disgusting. FaceTime is so boring. It is if two boars are talking. <sighs> Terry Ann's phone rings. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to take this. It's the advertising company that I work for back in the city. <laughs> Yo, Terry Ann here, how are you? And happy holidays to you as well. Oh, I can't, wait get, I can't wait to get back to work if I'm being honest. Okay, yeah, no, just hit me with it, what's up? Okay. Right. Yes, okay. Well, I can't say I understand because I don't. I don't. I, I really don't, and I'm a smart person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 
I can accept your compliment about the situation, Greg. Right? <laughs> right? No, I know you do. But in this circumstance, it's just meaningless to hear it from you, Greg. Your voice sounds so smug and detached. It's the holidays, Greg, and I spent so much money on my flats and got a new apartment and just trying not to curse, okay? That's all I'm doing right now. I'm trying really hard not to curse, Greg, and I'm trying not to scream, Greg. <laughs> I'm sure you have to go. I would, too, if I were you. No, I can come back in a week and clear out my things. No, I don't want them shipped, Greg. I want to come in and get them. I don't want them shipped. I don't have a doorman like you do, Greg. Things get stolen in New York City without a doorman. Okay, well, I hope you never have the misfortune of getting fired or robbed. This isn't a threat, Greg. <laughs> I'm saying I hope you don't get robbed. Okay, well, uh, cool beans. <laughs> okay, you motherfucking asshole, okay? Catch you on the flip, G-Reg. Blackout. Connie Brenda, a.k.a. CB, enters in a very highly patterned floral dress. She is carrying bouquets of flowers. Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo! Hello! Hello, 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 hello! Gobble, 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 y'all! Y'all, happy turkey day! Is anybody here? Hello, did y'all leave? Silence. A door slams in the direction of the kitchen. CB smiles and hides behind a couch. Evangeline enters, clapping flour off her hands and wiping them on an apron. When she gets close, CB bursts up from behind the couch. Oh! Oh my goodness, Connie Brenda, you devil! <laughs> Always scaring people. You sweet Evangeline, I cannot tell you how happy it made me to see you thinking you were all alone in this house. <laughs> and then see you jump up in the air like a dang old feral cat. Shame on you, CB, you devil. I thought I was alone. <laughs> they all left to go buy some last minute groceries, napkins and such. You bought the flowers? They're on the table, sweet thing. Picked them all morning. My garden's empty now. <laughs> the whole field looks like a scourge swept through. The things I do for this family cut all my goddamn flowers. Well, it looks like you dropped some on your dress. <laughs> CB looks down at her extremely floral dress and laughs. Let's have us a drink before these hellions get back in here and ruin everything. Oh, I can't be drinking, CB. Got too much cooking to do. Oh, come on. Let's sit out on the porch or on this here couch, put our feet up, and have us a few drinks. A couple laughs. We deserve it for putting up with your mama's shit all the time. <laughs> Especially you, Evangeline. It's too much. You ought to just up and leave her someday. Not in a cruel way. <laughs> but just go live your life. Let her and Cooper sit around in their chosen doom and gloom. Come on, take a load off. I'll help you cook after. And you know my cooking blows your cooking out of the water. Oh, okay. The drink does sound nice. Evangeline starts pouring drinks. You know, you're the only person in this family that I ever really sit back and talk to, laugh with. You're the only one in this family that asks me questions about myself instead of asking for favors. Lord knows I love when you come for Thanksgiving. It's the only good part for me. Well, you know you were always my favorite niece, Evangeline. Always have been, since you were small. You can tell a baby's personality, you know. 
She sips her drink. Your story can't in here in this old house, that's for sure. You ought to go to New York with Terry Ann. She did offer. Then it's settled. She can support you till you find your sea legs, so to speak. <laughs> Met a sea captain once who said that all the time about finding your sea legs. And I just love that phrase. <laughs> You'll come alive in New York. Well. Well what? Well, Terry Ann didn't want me to say nothing to anyone, just wanted to pretend everything's all right, but she got fired yesterday. Lost her big advertising job. Oh. So there goes my New York. Plenty of jobs in NY. <laughs> That's what a city is, a place full of jobs. <laughs> Jobs you can't even imagine, like restaurants where they hire pretty girls like yourself to stand inside the door and welcome people and write down their names. You don't even have to wait tables, long as you do your makeup real nice. There's voices approaching from out on the front porch. Terry Ann, Lily Mae, and Cooper enter with a glum Mama Jean behind them. Oh, well, would you look what the cat drug in CB? How are you, Auntie? You look outstanding. And I love that dress. Is that from a pattern or is it store-bought? Because it looks store-bought. Hell, it should look store-bought. I paid enough for the damn pattern. <laughs> <laughs> they share a laugh. <sighs> How's New York City? Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I just love it. Found my people. Love my job. It's, uh, it's perfect. Well, that's great. Yes, I'm very lucky. Very lucky. I love being a working woman and making my own money, the independence. She starts to cry. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to go check on the turkey. She runs off to the kitchen. She cries when she's happy. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I told CB she got fired. Oh, uh, why would you do that, really? He storms off to kitchen after Terry Ann. Cooper's right. It may have been a silly secret, but it was her secret, and it made her feel like things were going to be okay. She storms off to the kitchen after Terry Ann. Well, Jeannie, say what you want about your kids, but they sure stick together in times of crisis. Did you bring the flowers? I did. Go on and put them in several vases, real nice, and set out some dip. <laughs> Good to see you too, sis. Are we in one of our moods? You know my old bones hurt in the rain? <laughs> Rain's coming in pretty good now, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go get a vase. CB heads off to the kitchen. Mama Jean finds herself alone in the living room. She sees the flowers on the table and curls her face up in disgust. Mm, daisies. She walks over to the door, throws it open, staring at the rain. Pours down relentlessly. She is deep in some ancient memory. <laughs> Buck appears, carrying flowers, and almost walks into her. Oh, uh, uh, Mama Jean. Uh, my apologies. I, I didn't know you was gonna... Never mind what I was doing now, Buck. Why are you here? Oh, uh, right. Um, I suspect I shouldn't have come, and I've made a real embarrassing mistake. Didn't I tell you we don't have enough plates? <laughs> I suppose you did, yes. And not enough meat? You did also say that, yes. And yet here you are, looking to come eat up all my meat. <laughs> uh, no meat will be had by me. I'm, uh, 
I'll just be dropping off these flowers for Lily May, and, and then I'll be on my way. Nothing personal, Buck. When you're older, you'll understand. When you've earned every plank of wood and every floorboard in your house, but people treat you like a nuisance in your own damn house. So thank you for the flowers, but we already have some from my sister's garden. Don't waste yours here. Well, okay, Miss Jean. I did hope Lily Mae would have liked them. You know, she's, she's just such a great gal. Buck turns on his boot heel and heads out of sight. The rain pours down as Mama Jean stares out again in silence. CB enters with her arm around Terry Ann's shoulder, each of them carrying vases. All right, where are these flowers? We've had our heart to heart and we're ready to get to work. Flowers and cooking. Hey, maybe I'll become a florist here in town. Open up my own shop. Don't be silly. You're going straight back to NY with your head held high and you're going to get a new job. Darianne? Yes? Beg for your job back. What? When I was pregnant with you, I got laid off. I went back in the morning... The next morning, I begged for a second chance. Got my job back, and that's how we have this roof over our heads today. Mama, no way I'm doing that. Of course not. You'll get a new job. Cooper enters, licking a large spoon. What lighthearted chat is going down in here now? <laughs> Your sister just got herself fired, and I told her how to get her job back. Now her and CB are coming after me. Same old, same old. Oh, hush, Mama. No one is coming after you. Nothing's chasing any of us but rain. <laughs> Lily May enters holding her phone, very upset. All day long I try to think, how does Mama feel? Why does Mama act the way she acts? Why does Mama say the things she says? Why does Mama do the things she does? What made her this way? What's her logic? What were all the different chains of events from her childhood up on now that led her to be the woman she is today? And I defend your every move with all the love in my heart, but Mama, you never think one thought about me, do you? You never even for an instant think how Lily May might feel. Well, if you don't ever care about how I feel, then I have to care how I feel, don't I, Mama? And how I feel is in love with Buck. The man you just turned away from our home while I was in the kitchen helping cook our holiday dinner. He's a kind-hearted person, Mama. He's not cold and reptilian like this entire sick family. His mom was the same way. They say nice things to me. Buck cares how my day went, how I felt. And that's why we got married. <laughs> and that is why I got pregnant. And I'm going to tell him tonight that we're going to have a baby. Don't worry about smiling at my news, Mama. I know you don't have it in your heart to care. Before long, I'll be moving out to finally start my own life, my own family. You can have your house back just how you want it all to yourself no me to defend your indefensible behavior out of the ache of pity I feel for you with no Evangeline to cook for you and shop for you. We all know Terry Ann was the smartest one of us all. We all knew it wasn't her passion for advertising that took her to New York City. She's smart. She hightailed it out of here as soon as she had a chance to get away from you. And what about me? <laughs> You're all gonna leave me here, alone, all alone. I have no friends. I haven't touched someone in years, haven't been touched. 
You think I like drinking this much? You think I want to live on my mama's couch under a ratty blanket that smells like mothballs and liquor? <laughs> Eating pizza and ramen noodles like a college student who never went to college. <laughs> no future. You think I want to be living dark... You think I want to be a living dark shadow of mama's dark life? Some days I feel myself making the exact same foul faces as mama, grimacing at every excited story you all tell, finding fault with your lives, your words. I'm identical to mama. I'm a twin. And I hate myself for it. I drink because I can't stand to be in myself, in my own body. I need escape. I need to be somewhere else. He takes a swig of his drink. I feel responsible for the accident. <laughs> it was my fault. If I had stayed with Daddy that day, he'd still be here, and we all know it. I took him up there. I know that land like the back of my hand. We shouldn't have split up that day. We shouldn't have been drinking. I knew it, and I did it anyway. Went to buy a pack of cigarettes and some beef jerky, and that's why daddy is gone. <laughs> and we have no daddy in our lives. Because of me. You finally admitted it, son. <laughs> Years of excuses, but you knew it was your fault. You've always been careless since you was a little boy. Well, now your chickens have come home to roost, and I'm sorry if your worst fear is acting like your mama. Some children love their mama. Mine don't. So you took my husband away to punish me. That's enough, Gene. You've become a tyrant. A dictator. I remember the day years ago when you killed that stray cat with a shovel. <laughs> You turned a corner. The things you're capable of. I don't know how you sleep. You're a self-centered woman, Jeannie. You were a kind girl once, but you're a hard woman now. Too many cold acts piled up on top of each other by your hand like a stone wall. Save me the theatrics, CB. We all have secrets, don't we? At least I put that cat out of its misery. But you're fine to let a baby go lonely. Gene, don't! <laughs> if tonight is the night our secrets all come out, then so be it. Lily Mae, here's a secret that may interest you. You know how we always laughed because your mannerisms favored your Auntie CB? How you carried yourself like her, you talked like her, cried like her? Well, you may share more blood with your beloved CB than you think. I get all the crap in the world for how I raised you children, but at least I've raised you. I never turned my back on you. I never let you go hungry. Even when one of you was given to me by a sister who didn't have any instinct to raise her own child. A defenseless baby. I held that baby, took her to my own breast, gave her a home. I didn't do it perfect, but I did it, and that is love. 
CB sinks to the floor. No! <laughs> no! Jeannie, why would you? You've gone too far. Is this true? You may as well know now. You're grown, and you should know who you are before you go out and start your new life. Blackout. <laughs> when the lights come back up, everyone is in our same positions, frozen in soft light. Buck enters through the screen door. He's glowing. No one in the room can hear him. Love doesn't come but once in a lifetime for most <laughs> folks. And for some, hell, not at all. I knew I loved Lily Mae as soon as she looked at me. She's the sweetest creature of all creatures walking earth. Mama loves her too, like her own. We're kindred souls. We've been FaceTiming every night for hours, <laughs> propping our phones against our bedroom walls and sharing stories, dreams, some frustrations. <laughs> it's so easy to share my life with her and so right. But when I saw how her mama looked at me today, the disgust on her face as she stared into the purity of my love, I knew I wasn't good enough for her. I knew our families would never meld together as one. She would never love me or let me love her child. So I took out my hunting gun and I shot myself in the head. <laughs> Lights go out. When they come back up, everyone in the room unfreezes. Well, now I know who I am. I'm born again. New life, new blood. Excuse me. I'm going to see Buck now. <laughs> Y'all have a good Thanksgiving. Lily Mae opens a screen door, opens an umbrella, and runs out into the hard driving rain. Well, that was a nice, thoughtful surprise, Mama. <laughs> really outdone yourself this time. And for the record, I didn't leave just to get away from you. That's given you way too much credit. <laughs> and though I may be fired this moment, I do love advertising. <laughs> I love advertising passionately. I love discovering how to connect with the consumer and figuring out the best way to represent that brand. <laughs> Meeting everyone's needs. No one can go ignored in the transaction or the whole thing fails. It's about balance. Something I never had here. I love sitting around a table with my colleagues and talking about ideas, Mama. Ideas, ideas. Not about our past for the love of God, but about brand new sparkly ideas. Wonderfully abstract and perfectly specific ideas. It's not about me or my coworkers' personal lives. It's about the product. <laughs> <laughs> For once, it's the product's turn to shine, and we are all merely facilitators to guide it into the hand of the consumer. Where <laughs> it belongs by divine, preordained right. Hell, I even love the buildings we work in. Clean, bright, shiny buildings with new furniture. Furniture that doesn't hold any dark secrets. <laughs> Chairs my daddy has never sat in, and tables that he has never laid his eyes on. Silence. 
I feel him missing everywhere here. <laughs> oh, every place my eye lands, I see a place where my daddy used to be. Well, I'm still here, baby. <laughs> I see now that I left you all in ruins. The lights flicker every time the rain comes in. I would have fixed that. <laughs> see, my wife is a broken woman, unable to mother as she should. My son, racked with guilt. He didn't kill me, Cooper. I took a false step. The, the mining company should have covered that hole. <laughs> Offense the entire area. <laughs> Terry Ann makes a cup of Nespresso and the mechanical industrial sound obliterates the words Daddy's Ghost is saying as he mouths them silently, unnoticed in the background. Evangeline enters brightly from the kitchen holding a wooden spoon. Dinner is served. The potatoes came out best they ever have looked. Whipped high like mountains. I couldn't have done it all without CB and Cooper and Terry Ann and Lily Mae helping me out. Now, I know I give y'all a hard time, but I do love you. And I love Thanksgiving when we all come together in spite of it all. So let's eat. I set it all up buffet style in the kitchen. You just grab you a plate and a fork and help yourselves. Plenty to go around. Mama, I think we ought to call Buck and his mama and see if they want to join us. They're sweet people. I found some extra china in the pantry and there's enough food to feed a firehouse. Well, come on, everybody. Lily Mae screams in the distance. Buck! Buck! Buck, my husband, the father of my child, Buck. The lights dim. The rain sounds increase in volume until the stage is black. The end. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. I know that, you know, people could be feeling a lot of feelings right now, and I don't want to, you know, it can be jarring to rush straight into a Q&A, but we really do need your feedback and help. Um, you know, I, I have some questions for you. Um, I'm hoping you have some questions for us. You know, as a playwright, this kind of information is just invaluable. Like, um, if anyone, when did you cry? Um, <laughs> That, that's something that would help me. Um, like, which parts did you cry during? Chelsea Peretti, ladies and gentlemen, huh? <laughs> Bravo. Um, did you relate to one character mostly, or was it constantly shifting? <laughs> Who you related to? Um, other things you could share with us is just, is there a character you would cut? <laughs> did the pace feel good? Did it, um, did it ever feel like it was dragging? Um, do you feel like the story came through clearly? These are the kinds of things, even if you want to, you know, um, let me know after the show was, would you see it again? <laughs> 
And if anyone has any questions for us or wants to answer any of those questions, um, we'll, we'll start the Q&A now. And first of all, just a hand for my wonderful actors. I mean, what a, what a beautiful read. Anything at all. <laughs> Where do you find inspiration? <laughs> That's a great one for the table. <laughs> Let me start with motion. Head my way. Um, oh, I, I, I find the power is in the words. I mean, it was, it was from the playwright down. I mean, we're just vessels, and she's definitely she's the water for the rainwater, if you will. That fills that vessel. I uh, I've just recently lost a friend to suicide, and when I uh, when I read the part of Buck, it wasn't so much about me playing someone; it's about me channeling that friend and making sure that pain is conveyed to you guys properly. Right, and the guy's name was Buck, right? That was the crazy yeah, coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my uncle. <laughs> I think for me, when you read a when you read a role like Lily May, I mean, this is a this is a role that can define someone's career. And <laughs> all I wanted to do was honor the writing and honor her truth and honor this person and make her a person. Um, so I thank Chelsea for that opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, I too find most of my inspiration from the text, and. I feel really, yeah, I'm a text-based worker. Um, I related to Evangeline a lot, though, because I, too, often feel ignored, like there's a foot on my neck as a POC, so. Yeah, it was just easy to relate to. Yeah, me too. Uh, Christ. You know, I am actually Southern. Uh, I'm from North Carolina, and when Chelsea first told me she was writing a Southern piece, you know, she's from being from the Bay Area, I was a little incredulous. <laughs> but when I read it, I was like, boy, fuck, you nailed it. Yeah. You did it. It's just a testament to her ear and her compassion, and and um, just thank you. I really felt like I was going back to uh, to my hometown, and thank you. I, I need that. Wow. I needed this. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Chelsea. Uh, I'm actually shy, so I don't really know. It's where I know. I know. It's really embarrassing, but I um I. I can't really, I will say, I will say, I can't really speak to inspiration. I don't know, I, I believe inspiration is for amateurs. I think you do the work. And I think that, um, I think it's really clear that Chelsea did the work and we all just kind of followed. So thank you, Chelsea. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, I think um, in thinking about the question that you asked, is a beautiful question. Um, I think for me, I think that the sort of origin of this for me was the rain 
Um, <laughs> and there's, there's such a duality to rain, right? Because it can flood us and overwhelm us. It can cleanse us. It can be dirty. It can be clean. And, you know, to me, that is, that's life. And that is family, you know? Family, mm, family can cleanse and family can ruin your life. So it's... <laughs> It's just something that I, I thought it was the perfect symbol. And, you know, I was sitting here in L.A. and these rains were coming down. I thought, God, the rain is coming in, you know, and I have to do something with this, you know, and I'm just so honored that that people went out on this, um, you know, limb with me. Um, is there any other questions? Yes. In the front. Um, how did you cast the roles? How did you know which actors were going to play well, it's funny. It's such a. It's been such a long journey, um, because initially I had, you know, eight other actors in mind, and and it was this whole, you know, sort of evolution where you go, okay, this person can't, this person can't, and like, and then the people that you wind up with wind up being the right ones for the role. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been happy with the kind of high goals I was going with. I, the people that wound up coming into this project were born to do this project. So, you know, um, it's just nature. And na once again, nature kind of, you know, plays a role here. So, yeah, I don't know if, um, if any of you want to talk about the audition process, but... I had, a, I had a, um, originally auditioned for the role of Tyrion. And I'm sorry. That's Sorry, was uh -huh. oh um I, I didn't say anything. Oh okay, um, <laughs> and that it's funny because that's how I saw myself. And you know when I got the call that I was cast as Elaine, I, I thought like this doesn't make sense to me. And then I realized, <laughs> then I realized, wait a second, Chelsea is a genius because a real a Lily May. When you think of who she is, this person deep down to her core, she wants to be Terry Ann, but she's not. And it's so funny though because to us the cast you are such a Lily May. Right. Yeah, no, I we totally feel that. Oh wow. That's that's Chelsea being a genius. Yeah. Um, but one idea that has come up and we tend to work, you know, in non-traditional ways and um one idea that's come up is, you know, we rewrite this based on your notes and we restage it and mix up all the casting. Um, so, you know, I would be Buck and, you know, maybe you would still be Lily Mae, but like people oh. would switch. <laughs> A lot of people would switch. So that's one direction. Yeah, uh, during my audition, uh, you actually made me read the entire play alone. <laughs> and you right. just, you know, that's I just, when I was. I, still kind of shaping it as a right, one-woman right. show. And yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see, like, yeah. if you had any good improv. Right, right. And then I, I threw it up on Vimeo, sent that to you. Yeah. And you said, you're not in this. Um, and then later on, you said, I brought you back Buck. in. Yeah. yeah, I brought yeah. you in. And then my audition, I was, I'm offer only, so I didn't, I didn't audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I remember Moshe asking me, you know, when I said, you're going to play Daddy's Ghost. Um... I remember him saying, like, do you want a traditional ghost voice? <laughs> and I thought, that's amazing that you have that in your arsenal. Right. And I said, you know, just play it, just play it real. It was, it was originally going to be, I'm still in the cornfield. Right. And then she, through the power of her directing, really dialed that down <laughs> to the character yeah. that, that became Daddy's Ghost. Right. 
I, I would I'll just say people don't know that about Chelsea, that Chelsea's a director. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, so. yeah. yeah. I you didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, um, that's not clear. Chelsea directed this whole reading, yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Once again. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other questions? There's one right there. Oh, yes. Can you talk about the other areas of symbolism in this play? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, she, the question was, can you talk about the other areas of symbolism in the play? Besides rain? Sorry. Is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah. Wait, you got the part about the rain, though. Because <laughs> that's bad if you didn't. I mean, maybe say it again. I don't know. I mean, a lot of stuff ties into the rain. I mean, there is flowers, and wh what makes a flower grow? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I almost find that question disrespectful to her vision. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but I just kind of feel like sometimes, like, and of course we're open to feedback. <laughs> but it's like sometimes the feedback is like, what are the symbols? It's like, I don't know, like, can you do some of the footwork? Yeah, can like, you talk about... Name a symbol, and then we'll, we'll talk about that symbol that you yourself noted. Yeah, Next it's like, question. It's like, can you talk about the sim other symbolism in Death of a Salesman other than selling stuff? It's like... <laughs> I mean, I guess there is an espresso machine. I, for me, like... <laughs> I mean, I, I would have loved for you, you know, to come from you. But for me, that was about the industrialization and, and the mining, you know, uh, company that didn't protect daddy. Um, you know, that, that his, his very words are kind of enveloped in an industrial whir, and, and that's where we are right now. Um, we're not protected. We don't have health care. Well, well, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Talk a little bit about the symbol, uh, symbolism of Terry Ann uh, being so connected to her phone, being so connected to it. You well, know? and it's interesting because Buck and Lily Mae as well, I mean, their love story unfolds on a phone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's also just about how no matter where you are, if you're in a rural home, you know... These phones have infiltrated our lives. Um, the Nespresso machines. I mean, it's there's no way to get away from it. I mean, um, I feel like if you hear this play and you oh, don't... we're not involving oh, you just because so you just. <laughs> and that is fair. Yeah. And that is fair. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry. No, just because yeah, you're like the stage direction, yeah. so it's kind Should, of. I can lead. Man. There's like levels, so I don't. Um... And I am sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, do you want to make one comment? Well, I was just going to say, I feel like if you hear this play and you don't understand the connection to what's going on with privacy and the NSA, right. uh, maybe you didn't hear the play. Because yeah. it's there. And, and that's why we're not obvious. involving you, man. That's, that's right. exactly the kind and of stuff we don't... Fair. And I am going to leave, and well, I no, should No, 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 wait, oh. wait. I don't want you to feel unwelcome. I mean, this is a family. Right. <laughs> and it is a family, and I am on a lower level. Yes. Right. Um... Yes, there was someone who had a question over there, I thought, or over there. You did? I was going to ask about the espresso machine. Oh, my oh. God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that's so cool. I love that. I mean, and that's the kind of thing that theater does. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, yes. Stage direction guy. Yes. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not doing that. Box rejection at all? I'm sorry. He doesn't have a name card, so if you want to... <laughs> 
try that question for someone else. Do you see any parallels between your relationship to the family and stage direction guys with you? Well, this is getting meta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is getting very meta, and it's something that we're trying to kind of keep it to the page. Because, um, you know, we're, we're trying to take this all the way. Um, any other questions? Yes. Um, as someone who's worked in New York in advertising, I just totally identify with Terry and <laughs> I, I feel like my colleagues would equally relate. And yeah. I'm wow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. In New York. I mean, we're also like open to doing for pay, like at any advertising company, yeah. like during a lunch break or whatever, just set up. Um, I don't know if you guys can see, but Kate's crying. Uh, yeah, we'll do it in New York. Yeah, that's really. Thank you. I yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so. Yeah, was there any, and I know this is hard, but can we go around the room and get one thing you loved and one thing you hated? Um, just so we get a little balance, because I, I know it's hard to kind of critique, but that's what's going to help us grow. Was there anything that didn't, didn't make sense? Was there any part where you were like, cut this page, you know? Um, like add more. Oh, in the back, yes. I, just, I thought I was dropping <laughs> Kill himself. Ah, see. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, we may have different thoughts on this, but I think um, it's partly how he played it. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. I would say that. It's partly how he played it tonight. And then we did a rehearsal that was a little different, and, yeah. and tonight it got... Um, You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but did you want to speak on that? Did it feel rushed on the page? Because I'm open to also it could be on yeah, my I, end. I just I, I just feel like you and this is uh, you can tell me if I'm overstepping my bounds sure. at all. But any sort of setup would have helped. Right. And, uh, um, I would go as far to say maybe a second line of setup instead of just me going home or right. Buck going home you right, know right, right but that's neither here nor there you but know yeah, it could have been me it could have been me right 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 well it's sort of like the element of surprise where you kind of want people to not go oh now he'll probably kill himself you know right, it's like right and that's so. like a lot like life you're like oh him he's gone yeah yeah right it's almost like you're saying in a way like it would have been nice if you had written a much more hackneyed traditional play instead right. of a sort of masterpiece of avant-garde theater <laughs> yes <laughs> Hmm. Well, um, yes. The espresso machine broke the window, but it fell back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are, are you an engineer? <laughs> okay, I'll change it. Change that. Well, what would you think would be like the most logistically accurate, non-theatrical? I mean, did you even try it out? Yes, I did. I had ten espresso machines. I ordered window panes. <laughs> no, but I listen. I you know, and I know I'm asking for feedback, then I'm getting angry, but it's. it's <laughs> I will change it. 
I'm, I'm sorry, but it. Are, are you sitting with the person that asked yes. about the symbolism? <laughs> no, they're, they're, get the fuck out of here. They, are you twins? That's, that question's to everyone. <laughs> Did anyone cry? Did anyone cry? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes, over there with the watch on. <laughs> uh, I noticed that your play had two ghosts in it, and they were represented in different ways. Right. So why did you make that choice? <sighs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, I think that I wanted it to be an element of surprise <laughs> that Buck, you don't know. Why is yeah. he glowing? Why is he walking in in this way? I wanted the final line in his monologue, shot myself in the head, to be, oh, he's a ghost. Um, but I didn't want it projected on the wall because that's kind of daddy ghost space in, in kind of the, the stage you. map that I kind of drew. Um, the Nespresso through the window, everyone has their space. And that space, of course, will be changed now. <laughs> Um, but this is so helpful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear this thing apart um, and kind of redo it. I mean, should it be happier? Do, do you want a happier ending? Great. Um, any final question before we um, go sign the front page of our script? Yes. Uh, I'd love to know a little more about Cooper's uh, bedazzled jeans. <laughs> Um, you know, and always, of course, ask questions about the acting, too. Um, <laughs> Cooper's bedazzled jeans. Uh, what was, what was, um... It just seemed like an interesting, like, how did he arrive at, you know, like, that choice? Uh, Are you familiar with, like, um, just, like, Ed Hardy? <laughs> In my mind, he, you know, went to, a, you know, a dollar store, or he bought the Ed Hardy jeans when they were kind of a hot item, and they just kept being on him, you know, as his, as his life stayed a little bit stagnant. But he was trying at one point, and then it just stayed in that zone. He's not gay. <laughs> yeah, and we, we talked about that for like 40 minutes at coffee. And, John, it was very important to John that it wasn't a gay character. And I said, look, I get it, you know, and, and I think you can play any type of role. And, you. you know, I, I'm not into, you know, boxing people in. Yeah. I want people to um, play straight. So, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Chelsea. Uh, did you ever is should you know one idea that I might take things in a rewrite is should everyone be a ghost and <laughs> they all died at the same accident with daddy and they don't know it they're fighting it because they're it's sort of like the sixth sense I don't know if you've seen it <laughs> so that was one idea and also there was an idea like maybe there's a dog ghost and and it just barks but no one can hear that <laughs> Yes. 
I don't know if you want to reveal this at all. In the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious why Terry Ann lost her job and why CD had to give up the name. Well, some things it's like lost in translation. It's the whisper, you know. It's. <laughs> I mean. Terry Ann lost her job. I think it's like big city, tough breaks, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you must have created a backstory. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so. But um, sometimes just lose a job. So. Next question. You said uh, you were curious about that, and there was anything else you asked? Like, Why CD had to give up why uh, CB? Mm. Well, I I don't think you were fully tuned in. Um, <laughs> she didn't have to. She chose to. Um, did you have a? I, I know that most of my actors here tend to create an elaborate backstory on the page. Um, I did. I had so many backstories. Um, <laughs> and as pitched to Chelsea, I don't want to say they were shut down. Like Chelsea's <laughs> Chelsea's way of directing is sort of like through destabilization. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that. No, that's great. I don't want to step on your toes. No, no. But, um, yeah, I mean, which backstory? I mean, my favorite one was the one that she really was wanted to go to the big city herself. Mm. In her case, it was Los Angeles. Mm. Um, and mm. she just struck out, uh, never quite made it, and came back and... Uh, Mama Jean was very defensive because Lily Mae was getting a little long in the tooth and and uh, she gave up. Chelsea didn't like that one, but this was the face that I got. It's fine. Well, I still don't understand it. But, uh, you know, she I... She wanted to go to Los Angeles to be... Who did? You did. CB. CB. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is, this is a touchy... Right. Touchy. I lost right. control. I went like that. Yeah. And so there was contact right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Anywho. You know, just to speak to Chelsea's directing style for a minute, um, she's really strong. And we do have to wrap up after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, sure. She's strong and she's fierce. And as an actor, that's what you're looking for. You know, you want someone who's going to tell you when you're wrong. To lead you and just tell you when you're wrong. To challenge you. Yeah. And push you. Mm -hmm. To push you. Yeah, sometimes you cry. Yeah, sometimes so it's not even about the acting stuff. It's just like personal just attacks <laughs> on your character that, that help you feel like you can build your other character. Right, yeah, right. sort of tear them down and see what rises. Um, you guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, thank you to my actors. And write us a letter if you have any thoughts. Uh, leave it at the office, and we'll, we'll pour over those letters. I will. Um, thank you so much, and thank you to Dave King as well. Chelsea Peretti.